Welcome to episode number 165 of the Tall Lake Talk podcast. This is Casey. And this is Chris. And let's start it off. Let's get into this big news week. Um, in Marvel and TV movie news, Spider-Man 3 production is halted. Morbius got pushed from uh, October to March of next year. And whatever the 2021 film that was supposed to be coming out got taken off the slate as well. So all those things are getting rescheduled. Uh, Sony has pretty much pushed everything back. But Venom, Venom 2 is still on the schedule. Um, I think that's supposed to be in October. And we may even be getting a trailer. That movie's since been shot. So I guess that kind of makes sense to me. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's it's overdue, uh, something from it. But, you know, if it's really due August, we know that's not probably going to happen. So I'm going to say November it's going to get pushed, probably. probably or the October into the holiday, slot. Holiday, uh, holiday season. Yeah. Well, right. It wasn't the first, yeah, the first one came out in October, right? Yep, it did. Yep. Yeah, it was like the biggest October, I think, until it too. But, yeah. Um, all right. And then Jeff Loveness of Rick and Morty fame and Jimmy Kimmel and a bunch of other comedy things, as well as Marvel comics. Uh, he worked on Groot and, um, what was the other one that we actually read? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. No, there's like a rocket series. He did some Spider-Man. Yeah. So he's been yeah. working at Marvel for a while, but, um, he's going to be writing Ant-Man three. So Marvel doesn't shy away from actual comic book writers writing their movies, um, so I'm excited for this. Absolutely. And it's good to see that some <laughs> glimmer of news like this is coming out while we're you know, still in the uncertain time, so it's awesome. You can write, you can draw, you can do all this great stuff when you're, when you're locked in your house, or you should be locked in your house. I wonder if that will – I mean, they did release their full slate of the movies that got pushed. Um, it's not all on here, but you can look it up. And uh, I wonder if things will move kind of faster because like, you know, people are probably just working on the concept art and the storyboards and like all the other things that go into a movie right now, because it's like in pre visualization <laughs> things that like, they might not have started until later on. They might be like, well, we still need to pay you guys. And, we might as well start working on Captain Marvel 2's, you know, visual effects starting out. Who knows? Reverse the process. Yeah. Exactly. And then finally, in Marvel news, uh, Lorne Balf uh, is set to compose the Black Widow score. Um, he's best known for, like, Mission Impossible Fallout. Um, he's won a Grammy Award. He worked on Pacific Rim Uprising, which, of course, I love. So um, the only thing that's kind of weird is, like, he replaced Alexander Desplat, whereas Alexander Desplat is, like, next-level composing. Like, he's up there with, like, Michael Giacchino and stuff like that. <laughs> so it's a, it's a late-minute late uh, change, honestly. Yeah, that's why it's it's just weird that they didn't have, like did he come in and to help this guy help enhance the score that's already been there? Like it is kind of weird with the movie was due out like in a month, right? It's like, yeah, rewrite it. 
I can't imagine. So let me just say Alexander Desplat, the shape of water imitation game, uh, everything for the most part that Wes Anderson has done, like Harry Potter movies, like little women, like this dude gets Oscar nominated almost every single soundtrack that he does almost. And is like on a whole nother, like I said, he's up there with like Giacchino and those guys, like he's one of the best. So this must have been a maybe this plot like didn't work on it. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And they were just like, yo, dude, you got to do this. Maybe he has the virus. I don't know. And just can't work. I don't like yeah, you don't. Replace somebody. This is like replacing John Williams at the last minute and be like, here, use this guy who worked on Pacific Rim and get don't get me wrong. I actually love that soundtrack. But that being said, completely different. <laughs> It's very, very strange. All right, let's jump across the pond to DC TV and movie news. Uh, so Stargirl is due out on DC Universe and the CW next month. So uh, we just got a, you know, got another teaser this week. This uh, featuring Luke Wilson's Stripe. Uh, it's kind of a first reveal of that character. Been seeing little teases here and there, and uh, it's cool uh, to finally see that that big mech suit uh, in action. Um, besides what we saw on the, you know, the end of the Arrowverse, uh, or it was in, yeah, the end of Crisis on Infinite Earths when they kind of tied everything together. Yep. Uh, so, awesome there. Uh, but we did a, get a pretty cool poster featuring all the a lot of the characters in the show, uh, the JSA included, and also the Injustice Society. And so, it's it's pretty cool, because uh, this is shaping up to be a, you know, a team show. Uh, you know, Our Man's on there. Uh, we got the Wildcats, um dr midnight all all these all these classic characters getting you know i think they've had their live action debuts though on like shows like smallville here and there maybe in the arrowverse but you know bringing it all together for this uh will be interesting to see how uh the show is because you know with the dc universe they're kind of more uh mature shows you know with titans and doom patrol but then, you know, with this being a shared show with the CW, it's going to be going to a broader audience. So, um, yeah, it's cool. And it's nice to see these villains as well, like, um, you know, Sportsmaster, uh, Icicle. Um, there's another one, another couple on there that we've seen, you know, in shows like Young Justice. But like I said, getting that live action debut. I can't wait to watch this. This should be a lot of fun. Uh, Definitely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Next up, the Suicide Squad. Just a couple of things here. With Birds of Prey basically bombing in the in the theater, uh, the question now is what what do you do with the rest of your your movies to adapt to the to adapt to the general audience so that people go see it? <clears throat> so there's this little thing on Twitter this week with James Gunn, and so James Gunn knows what it's going to be rated. Um, we we can hope it's going to be an R-rated movie, but um, I don't know. Will this influence a PG-13? Will they cut some stuff, you know, or will it be an R movie? It's it's interesting. Like, you sent me this article about just what bombing is, you know. The director, Kathy Ying, um, yeah, was saying how, like, Ford v. Ferrari had a similar budget and people were praising it, you know, for making as much money as it did, which is $225 million at the box office on a budget of $97 million. Birds of Prey cost 84, 85 million and has made 201 million. So 
pretty much the exact same amount of money. I, I wouldn't call it a bomb. Um, and I'm hoping once it comes, uh, you know, home where people can actually, I guess, order it from Best Buy and have them curbside it to them or, or whatever, however that's going to look in a few weeks. Um, we have it digitally already, which it is available digitally, and I hope it makes its money. I guess I fully believe that if that movie was PG-13, it would have made more money. Now, how they would have made it PG-13 with some of the things that happened in it, they would have had to take some huge cuts and, um, you know, the ending. I mean, like, they just couldn't have done it. So they would, they've had to change it around a lot. So uh, James Gunn has done what he does uh, with the Guardians, you know, think about that jackson pollock line in particular in the first one like he gets away with some pretty gross stuff and and violent stuff within that pg-13 rating and i think he'll probably go that route um and i think he'll be fine and i and you know i don't think it will take away from it maybe you won't see as many heads explode you know what i mean or maybe you see it from a distance or or whatever but like that's it because you know kg beast isn't gonna last that whole movie No, no, not the way they, they they treated Black Mask and, and Harley Quinn. So it's you're right there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, that is that is the debate, and I just think that Birds of Prey got a like a harder time about it. Um, and like what Kathy Yen also spoke about, it's like, was it because it was a female led movie? You know, was it? You know, are they being are they being criticized harder, you know, or is it, do they have a heart, like more of a, I guess, a wall to climb in that aspect? I mean, you're also putting it on the scale of other comic book movies like Marvel and these big, these big budget Disney movies. It's not the same, you know, so it's gotta be, it's gotta be looked at that way as well. You know, I felt like I was watching more like a Tarantino movie than a superhero movie. Yeah. I, I mean, superhero is a definite, um, stretch of the word for this film but uh you know i trust james gunn will will do what he can do and i and i trust um that birds of prey like is a great movie and i hope everyone watches it, <laughs> regardless yeah. of how much money it made so speaking of harley quinn though um the producer of the suicide squad has uh, mentioned that they've they've made this go around of Margot Robbie's character more more Paul Dini-esque like the uh, the animated the animated series characters. So it'll be interesting to see what that exactly means uh, and whatnot. Because I just you know I think she does a really good job as animated as Harley is, um, kind of making it her own character as well. Um, because if you watch like the Harley Quinn TV show. Uh, it is kind of like a in between of 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 those characters yeah i i don't know what that means you know what i mean because that character is so for the most part connected to the joker in the cartoon so that um and even though you know you have things like mad love and you know poison ivy adventures and stuff like that i i don't know what that means so i guess we'll see I think Margot Robbie does a great job in the role, um, and I've liked what she's done so far as a character. So, whatever. Again, in James Gunn, I trust. <laughs> so, it will probably be great. Absolutely. 
Um, and just one little thing, Birds of Prey home release is going to be on May 12th. So if you haven't gotten digitally, which you should have by now, um, you want to get that coronavirus um, laced version sent to you, then May 12th. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> True. All of it. Uh, next up. A little casting news for the Superman and Lois show coming to the CW. Uh, Dylan Walsh has been cast as General Lane. Uh, so that's that's cool. Um, I guess I'm saying that mostly because I just, you know, with the uh, event Leviathan and those events, it just, that character had a kind of a big role in that. So, um, yeah, this is a kind of a no-brainer. Uh, just kind of wondering when this show will actually happen now without anything getting pushed. I'm just kind of curious because, like, Dylan Walsh isn't that old. <laughs> he's, I don't know, maybe he's 20 years older than the lady playing Lois, but I don't think so. Like, I, I used to watch him on um, Nip Tuck. Like, like, that's where I first noticed that guy. So, anyway, whatever. Cool for whenever that show actually comes out since everything's been halted. Yeah, it's a little, like, are we going to get like we spoke about this last week, are we getting the season finales of um, of the CW shows as of yet? Are they fil- are they the- all those are halted, right? So we're not going to see those season finales until probably January of next year. Crazy. I mean, really, when you think about it, or or yeah. they do something. I can't. No, they can't even do it. I was going to say maybe they put stuff in the summer, but they won't. Like the or, like. If they have to go and film, that means they probably won't start filming until, I don't know, June. You know what I mean? Which means they have to go and cut and edit all that stuff, which means they can't really air it until September. So everything gets pushed back. And then the new seasons don't start till April, like around this time. And they go through the summer and then they're right back in September. Like, you know, I don't know what happens with people like shooting schedules. (laughs) Right. Does this That's change the future landscape? Yeah. Does this change the future landscape of all shows? Will it just be totally because what do you do? Do you just wait six months and just once everything's okay, you wait until the next real true fruit filming season, get everything back on its normal schedule? You know, it's all these kind of crazy questions. Um, so we will see. We will see. Um, Dylan Walsh is 56 years old. All right. So maybe he's so. 20 years older than that girl. All right. Next up. Uh, we've been kind of sharing a lot of the digital events that are happening uh, now that we have to kind of live in this virtual world together. Um, but it is cool that uh, there are things happening, like we've shared things from Wizard World. Uh, there's other virtual cons, virtual meetups and stuff like that, watch parties, a lot of cool stuff. Um, so DC Universe is doing its own thing. Uh, so they, we did share this article. I did share this article the other day. Uh, but just a few things. Uh, there's going to be mixtape Mondays. Uh, building, build your own dedicated playlist of your favorite characters. Uh, mm. Also, book club Mondays, which they they were doing on the show and also um, on DC Daily, and also in the kind of in the threads. There's a there's a book club thing, but they're going to be making this more of a more of a prominent um, thing for everything. You're going to have read together, discuss what you're reading together, cool stuff like that. So, uh, there's going to be live trivia Tuesdays and also watch along Fridays. So all this, all this kind of cool stuff 
uh, just to get the fans, you know, together uh, and just just give us some fun while we're all locked up. So yeah, this is a great idea. Um, thought this is really cool. And again, like DC Universe, even though I think it'll eventually go away or get absorbed into Warner Max or HBO Max or whatever, the the fan base and like the forums and all of that stuff have been really great like they seem really connected um in a positive way too because even when you read the forums like it's not like twitter where it's just like oh my god can you believe what happened to this episode it sucked blah like everyone seems like super happy to be there and to have this uh community so that's one of the things i actually really uh love about the dc universe is is having that and this is just an extension of, you know, more positivity, at least in the digital front. We could talk about the comic front later <laughs> and what these companies are doing. But anyway, um, this is cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then last night, la- today's Saturday, last night, um, Harley Quinn season two premiered and I am ready to, to watch it. Um, but also this season. It will explore the relationship between Harley and, and Ivy, uh, which is a no-brainer. But I did like Ivy and Kyrie's relationship as well. So we'll see how that all plays together. <laughs> yeah, it's, I got to catch up on that show before I can say anything. But I am excited to uh, to watch it. I'll just binge Hell, it. Yeah, it's easy to binge. It's That's what we do. We save like four episodes, just watch them all you know, yeah. as, as they there because it's just same thing it's like 20 minute tv shows are just i love to watch more than one of them at a time so um and here's a little interesting announcement uh we've been watching the dc animated movies for a long time now it's what kind of really helped shape what they were doing more than even their cinematic world or you know a lot of things but they've been putting out really solid movies uh animated movies for a while and so this upcoming Justice League Dark Apocalypse War movie uh, is apparently going to be the end of the animated universe. Now, is that what we've kind of not been a huge fan of? The new 52 version of everything uh, what they've built on since, you know, Justice League War, which is an interesting uh, way to end it here. <laughs> so what do you think? I Honestly, Chris, I think I read that. Like I think that's the end. I think that is the end of it. The one that started it started with Justice League War, and this is the yeah. end of that. So, the the line is still gonna go on for sure because they're wildly popular. But I think they'll just you know I joked about maybe doing Rebirth six years later or whatever. But yeah, that's all it is. Is just you know because they've done Gotham by Gaslight and DC. What is it? Teen Titans versus Teen Titans Go, and I mean like oh. all those. Yeah. Is that? Yeah. Right. You're right. I thought you were gonna go with the. Remember the Teen Titans? All those Teen Titan movies. No, are, no, no. That was that's still well. part of it. No, I meant the. Sorry, the other one. But yeah. yeah. So they they've made their own one-off movies for a while that do not have anything to do with this universe. So they're either going to just disseminate it completely where we don't have those connected movies and we just have these one-off movies, or maybe there is a quote unquote rebirth of what happens after this. We'll see. Or it's just the regular DC universe. <laughs> right. Correct. Exactly. Um, 
But anyways, let's get into comic news. <laughs> uh, so Diamond is halting payments um, to the publishers, and that trickles down to the comic book shops. Um, as we know, comics have halted uh, production, therefore distribution, and therefore Diamond's not making any money, so they can't afford to pay anybody. Uh, for this. Um, so it sucks for these small businesses, but, and it also sucks that they have a monopoly to begin with, but if they don't have any money coming in, I don't know what the hell they're supposed to do anyway. What you- yeah, that's right. That's, that's kind of the question. Um, that's, that's business for you, but yeah. this does prove that it is bullshit. It's like, why, why is there this one huge distributor? Why is it that they're all kind of like under their, that company's vice grip all the time? And so hopefully we come out of this and that whole landscape gets changed somehow. Um, and, you know, we can only hope something like that can happen because make things easier for, you know, like small comic book companies and stuff like uh, stores and whatnot that struggle to like make a profit because of this one company that controls everything you know so i we'll see uh hopefully maybe there's some business you know new business practices when this is all over i did read that article that you sent um and it explains how diamond came to be and it basically it's by happenstance it was Diamond, and there was, I think, two other distribution companies, and then they both went under, and Diamond acquired them, and therefore now they have. Now, I think the reason why there is not a monopoly, like considered a monopoly, is because they there is no one else. Like when you're the literal only one, that's it. You know what I mean? Like if there was only one McDonald's and there was no Burger King, Wendy's, etc., then it's not necessarily a monopoly. It's literally just you're the only one that exists at what you do. So that article actually gave me <laughs> a little perspective into saying like, okay, I guess it sucks, but it doesn't look like anyone else is rising up against them or trying to take them on. So is it their fault? I, I, I don't know. And, you know, they're not the ones that are like Marvel who say, and I guess we'll go off a, a little bit about this, but like the big two, um, we're still asking comic book shops to buy stuff from them until finally they got pressure from image boom aftershock like literally every other company said we're not going to make the comic book shops do this whereas marvel and disney were still like super on the fence about it, it literally until last week shipments which hasn't been that long like it's been by the time we're doing this recording like three days ago or something so um i don't know if the blame is all to diamond I thought it was for a long time, but it looks like it kind of just worked in their favor. Uh, if someone else has alternatives and, you know, bad idea is one of them um, where they're not making anyone buy anything from them. They push back their launch date and they're working with a, a very specific set of comic book owners uh, sorry, comic book shop owners and not the distribution channels anyway. So they're going direct market which no middleman etc and i think personally i think that's maybe the thing that's probably going to change 
You know what I mean? Maybe Image will see this and go, you know what? Fuck you. I don't want to do it. You know what I mean? Like maybe I just want to go and just sell directly to these owners and they'll tell me that they want five copies of Black Hammer. You know what I mean? And 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 then I'll just give it to them. Exactly. And that's, you know, that's kind of like, I'm, I'm going to compare it to like the craft beer world too. It's like, yeah. If you if you don't get bought out by the big guys like Budweiser and stuff, you know they still buy they'll buy out a brewery and you know they'll allow them to run as is. But if you're still like an independent company, and that's a good point that you're making because like think about if you can if you can support some kind of distribution on a very on a minor level even, you can get your books out. And it's like maybe that needs to happen. Maybe a company like Bad Idea. Or somebody needs to like take that step forward and and have a plan, you know, and have some kind of like um, attack plan to to change to change the way things are done. Because it's you know it's like why like Marvel and DC have these 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 bad practices that you know we read Marvel and DC and we we put money into it, but at the same time, I don't agree with their business practices a lot of time. So yeah, um, but you know going back to bad idea. Here's a, here's a company who who takes twenty five thousand dollars, puts into a fund for all the shops that they you know that they've partnered with, and you know it's it's that's a great move. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe maybe it's just those companies will do something better in, in the future. It's a real wait and see situation because if bad idea fails, then no one's going to get behind it bad idea succeeds then maybe we see some of these things like black mass comics aftershock comics like some of these people who are using diamonds distribution boom even you know what i mean and going you know what let's just go direct to market and and call it a day you know um so we'll see uh so that's that okay so dc um batman the animated series the adventure continues is out digitally um that was something that was supposed to come out on wednesday like i said it was it was one of those last minute things and you know a lot of comic book shop owners are saying this kind of screws them out of the purchase that they had put in for this comic the physical comic because now you put it out digitally people are going to read it therefore they're going to cancel their pre-orders and uh, yeah you know it's kind of a dick move (laughs) i'm excited to read the comic i love paul denny and um, he's writing it, so it's not like I'm not going to read it, but I was going to hold it. But now I'm like, it's out. <laughs> so I, I, get the, I get the shop owners complaining. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, especially when it wasn't really like the comic, the comic company should have been like a united front to kind of protect these local comic book shops as well. And so they could have all come out saying, we're not going to go digital. We're going to wait. But it's all about money, as we've been saying. So, but. it's just stupid because if these companies let the comic book shops die, their comics will not get into the hands of the people who are supposed to buy them. It's it, it's an impossibility. Like it's so back asswards that they think this way because like where where do you get a comic book if you don't get it at a comic book shop? They don't sell them in grocery stores anymore. You know what I mean? Like the library, sure, but someone had to buy it. Like it's just that's the thing that makes no sense to me. It's like, why are you trying to put the hurt on the only person that can get your shit out there? 
There's it's not like even with craft beer, I'll go to the grocery store, I'll go to a gas station, I'll go to the brewery. Like there's I can't walk to Marvel and get my comics. So yeah. There there are still newsstand copies. You know um, like Barnes and Noble. No, I'm saying though, there are still places like Barnes and Nobles and stuff like that where you can go and get comic books. So I know what you're saying, but it's like digital comics failed. I, they're there still, but they didn't have the impact that the comic industry thought was going to have, like, you know, thought may happen with the digital world, that the comic book is still a physical medium. Correct. So it, it's such a, it is a dick move to say, and you know what, I'm, you know, to say, hey, I'm gonna, we're going to release this, but we're going to say we can't send you these books that you paid for. Um, so I'm going to pirate these comics anyhow, because I've already paid for my <laughs> comics, you know, I'm not going to go buy a fucking digital version just because i want to read it so bad i can't wait for my my fiscal copy you know so this is this is exactly what i'm going to do um and you know let me continue hating uh marvel <laughs> their end is doing a buy one get one digital comic sale through uh four seven um so maybe when you're listening to this you can use the code marvel 2020 at checkout to be quite honest with you i think it's a slap in the face um, same thing with this Marvel Unlimited having a free section, uh, so you don't have to actually sign up for the service. Again, a slap in the face, you know, for these people who supported you for the last 75 years or whatever the hell, at least Marvel wants to claim. Um, yeah, I just buy one, get one on digital comics. Okay, thanks. <laughs> for that i guess like i get it we're all screwed right now we can't get our stuff like we want to but i think that these companies could have just i think they could have been better you know dynamite's putting out comics in this most insane humble bumble pack i've ever seen as well as all of their number one issues are for free you know valiant's doing some some uh free stuff like most of these companies are doing free things you know, I guess Marvel Unlimited does have the free section, so thank you, but it's kind of a backhanded compliment. Right, because we just said last week, this is a good time for shops to get their back issues in, in order, get organized, mm-hmm. and get those sales, you know? So it's like, it's, yeah, absolutely. Well, I have read that a lot of shops are actually okay with this, because they do get the time to do these things, and, you know, start some of these old owners you know them we all do the classic comic book guy from the simpsons like they're set in their ways this is forcing them to get out of it there's no way around it you kind of have to adapt or die because <laughs> there's there's no choices in this like i know the comic book shop that i've been going to my whole life they finally started doing curbside pickup this week because they did not have a choice yeah. <laughs> haven't done it and they've been around for 60 years <laughs> Like, I had to do it. No way around it. Uh, so, sorry. Final, let's end with a good note for the commercial. Uh, Super Mario Manga, which is only available in Japan, is coming over to America. Um, I don't know if that means it's getting translated or probably. I would assume it gets translated. But anyway, it's a 160-page uh, manga digest um, that's finally getting published. Yeah, in English. So that's coming out later on this year. Cool. Yeah, so let's hit that commercial and we'll be right back.
from the far reaches of the galaxy to an internet location near you. We're Don'tForgetATowel.com, your daily source for geeky pop culture news, reviews, interviews, and so much more. So as you're hitchhiking your way through the universe, don't forget to travel safe, and don't forget a towel. DFAT Comics is the publishing branch of Don'tForgetATowel.com, the only place to travel geekly. Focusing on creator-owned and independent titles like Hollowed, Pursuit of Plastic, and Fairy, and many more. DFAT Comics will be a mix of genres appealing to every kind of reader. Join the new source of comic book entertainment with DFAT Comics. We're back after those sexy-ass commercials, and let's get in some TV news. Uh, Lock and Key Season 2 uh, is coming to Netflix. Um, I did not like the first season. I liked the ending of the first season, though. So we'll see what this means. But I'm kind of, eh, about this news. Sure. Yeah, I, never, I didn't watch it. So maybe <laughs> it's something I'll do. You've told me not to even bother. Just go read the books. Yeah, the books are way better. Way, 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 way better. So, eh. Uh, Snowpiercer is now going to be debuting on May 17th at 9 p.m., so two weeks early. I forgot this show was still coming out. I thought it already came out and no one watched it, so I, I, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> yeah, I like the movie. Um, they found enough grounds to make a TV show out of it, so yeah. Let's see if you guys haven't watched that movie. I think it's Chris Evans. Yeah, it's the guy who directed Parasite. So, good movie. That's right. That's right. Um, both V Wars and October Faction have been canceled at Netflix. So, two mediocre genre shows got canceled. They both look like sci fi shows, honestly. So, it doesn't yeah. surprise me. Yeah, that's like I, wa- I watched a preview for V Wars and I was just like, I didn't even bother watching it. Um, I don't even know what October Faction was. That's a 90W book, right? I think. October Faction. I think so. Yeah. Um, yes, I believe so. I saw the preview and it looked like, oh, this could be okay. This should be on Sci Fi, not on Netflix. But, you know, I also didn't really care. So it's done. Same fate, anyhow, if it was on Sci Fi. Oh, yeah. Sci Fi is immediately canceled. Get canceled. Um, in within two episodes, you're canceled. It's fucking bad. yeah. All right, <laughs> fine. Uh, stay home, box office. So um, that's HBO uh, is actually going to be helping out before the launch of their uh, streaming service. Actually, yesterday, October third, you can stream a bunch of their series like The Sopranos, Wire, Veep, all their documentaries. Like pretty much everything is like a hey. Guess what? HBO Max is coming, which is supposed to still be coming in in May. Um, so this is super nice. <laughs> yeah, unless you have Amazon Prime, um, right? Because most am like most of HBO shows, old shows are on Amazon, I believe. Or is it Netflix? It's one of the two. Oh, okay. Which cool. is cool. I mean, if you don't have Amazon. <laughs> This is great, too, but um, yeah, you know what? HBO Max is 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 not gonna is not gonna get pushed because this is exactly what they need right now, and 
they'll probably get a lot more subscribers at this point. They should have moved it up. <laughs> yeah, what are you waiting for? It's got to be yeah, ready. Like at this point, buy, you know. Yeah, except for like your user interface, or maybe you're still perfecting those behind the scene things. I don't, I don't know, but yeah, should have pushed to April. <laughs> yep, exactly. Um, speaking of Amazon and Netflix, I just really wanted to say real quick that Tales from the Loop show came out this weekend. Uh, which is like a sci-fi show coming to Amazon Prime, which is um, based off of artwork from Simon Stallenhag, which is weird. It's like based off of his art. They made a whole show out of it. Uh, but it looks cool. It looks, you know, weird and shit. <laughs> so I thought that it might be something worth checking out. Yeah, I dream. yeah I'll check it out. I like weird shit. I know you do. <laughs> I knew that. All right, so can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, guys. Uh, finally, Michael Bay has signed a multi-year TV and film deal with Sony. Um, sure, whatever. I don't care. Like, it's Michael Bay. Uh, I think the um, Bad Boys movies are Sony movies. Uh, you know, he's worked with the studio before on other films, probably like The Rock and stuff. So. Cool. Give me more Michael Bay. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was interesting. Um, what was that? What was that Netflix movie? What did that? What studio did that? Was it Netflix Studio movie? The one yeah. with Ryan Reynolds. Yep. Yep. So it now, a... so now this is an exclusive deal, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, a bunch of these guys have done it. You know, David Ayer supposedly has an exclusive deal with Netflix, though we haven't seen Bright 2, so I don't know what's going on with that. And, you know, um, typically uh, Sony doesn't do this kind of stuff. But remember, J.J. signed that deal with Warner Brothers, um, an exclusive deal to do TV and stuff, too. So who knows? Um, Question about it is that Sony... In cahoots, not in cahoots, but are they are they partnered with any of the streaming services? They have their own coming. No, no, no to either one of those. They're really not a big enough. It's James Bond, you know, that's huge from Sony. Um, they do, you know, obviously the Spider Man and all that stuff, but it's so connected to Marvel, no one even thinks about it. So it's, yeah, it's kind of. I don't know if they have enough sustainable franchises to say that they should just do their own streaming service. Yeah. Um, oh, wait. But- Didn't they try that on, on PlayStation anyhow? Remember that? And they had that Michael Brian Michael Bendis show? Oh, Power. Remember that? They, they uh, I think they attempted something like that with, with the PlayStation Network. Right. I think they had like that and maybe one other show. You're right. Nobody watched them. So and PlayStation View like that failed. So that could have been something where they put like something like um exclusive, you know, for Michael Bay. They could have they used that as a platform because that kind of reaches across everything, did reach across everything until yeah. earlier this So that's that is kind of interesting. Um huh. They were the first big failure. <laughs> yeah. Streaming war. Yeah. So we'll <laughs> We'll see what happens if Michael Bay can help them out with this. Um, in movie news, uh, we're just going to kind of go through a bunch of these. 
Um, Top Gun Maverick got pushed to Christmas. Uh, Quiet Place 2 was supposed to come out a couple weeks ago. Got moved to Labor Day weekend. Uh, Tomorrow War has now just has no date. Ghostbusters Afterlife moves to March next year. Uh, Uncharted goes to October next year. So a bunch of those things getting pushed back. Anything really hurt your butt of those dates? Uh, I just kind of said about Ghostbusters. I want to see that more. You're really bad. Um, the the Tomorrow War, I didn't even know what that was until that news popped up this week. So it's it's a Chris Pratt-led movie um, written, you know, uh, Davis Goyer's involved, which could go either way. It's a Chris McKay-directed movie. I didn't, I had no idea what this was. So, uh, Is it a comic book movie? I, I don't know. It's type. It's a science fiction movie, I think. I haven't really looked too deep into it. And I, like I said, it's the first time I've ever heard of it. So <clears throat> maybe it's better press for these movies that were coming out this year. We had no idea what they are. So yeah, so weird. Um, well, right. You don't get trailers. Nothing. It's like cool. <laughs> so we'll we'll see uh, what that's all about. Um, yeah, I don't. Ghostbusters is the only one that kind of hurts. I was really excited to see that this week or this year. So, yeah. Um, Hobbs and Shaw sequel is happening according to The Rock. So, uh, you didn't like it as much as I did, right? (laughs) Yeah, I'm sorry, man. It's it was definitely not on scale of a Fast and Furious movie to me. I (laughs) can. You don't have to apologize. I, I didn't make that thing. <laughs> it's, it over, it's like almost two and a half hours, and it's like it should have just ended at at, at at like an hour and forty-five minutes, and I would have been happy. Er. Um, so it was just lackluster to me. I didn't think it was really well written. Um, some of the scenes were cool. It just it's it, for their for them trying to establish like a like a, a bigger world. It was just like it was it was cool like. Having Ryan Reynolds in there and and, um, and Kevin Hart, you know, there was some funny things, but you know, I just felt like they were trying almost too hard. Um, and whatever, I don't know. I just would rather see the the family. Hey, I get it. I had very low expectations for this movie. I thought it was fun. There's definitely some low parts in it. Um, but if a sequel comes, I'll probably end up watching it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then finally, uh, at the end of April, the South by Southwest movies that were supposed to premiere at the uh, the festival that got canceled, um, they're going to be free for 10 days uh, on Amazon Prime. Um, Tribeca is going to do something similar to this because their event is in April as well. So I'm pretty excited to see this because... A lot of times with these movies, um, you don't see them for a couple years. Like something mm-hmm. shows up at a Sundance or a Southwest, and like then what happens is Sony or or Warner Brothers or whatever an executive sees the movie, then they go and speak to the director, and they go, "Hey, we want to dis- we want to distribute it." Most of these movies don't have distribution, so this is how they get their little ass movie to the bigger audience sometimes. So those movies, so say somebody has a little movie, it gets bought then you've got to go and promote it 
and you know hype it up for like a year or more. So they've already had that movie shot a long time ago, but the audience don't, doesn't see it for a while unless you just happen to be at the festival. So um, I'm excited to see uh, what these films are going to be like. And it could be, you know, like I said, the future of what's going to come in like a year or two that actually gets picked up by a major studio. Yeah. And also, you know, major props to like South by Southwest for being one of the first, you know, I think the major first thing yeah. cancel. And that's that was huge. It's that was huge loss for them, but it was very like it was very ahead of ev- what everybody was doing in this country. And Big you time. know, they kind of yep. set the standard and did the right thing. So, I mean, if hey, I I think it's amazing that we we're going to watch these for free, you know. So, I mean, if you have Amazon Prime, but um, right. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. I mean, most a lot of people, not most people, a lot of people have Amazon Prime. So, I would say right now most people. <laughs> and I think that people do forget about that. Yeah, I think people also forget about that that video service. You know, it's like yeah. it's it is it's like as much as like I think Amazon's kind of a shitty entity um, overall. Yeah. They like that membership is worth is worth the money, but you got to remember to use everything, including the music and you know all the digital content that you get. Yep. Yep. I agree. Um, do you want to take on these or do you want to wait? Yeah, man, I can start. Um, let's talk. Let's get into some video gaming. Um, more. Uh, well, let's the PS5. We don't know what's going to happen. Is it going to hit street dates? You know, is this going to, you know, what's going to happen with the coronavirus happening and whatnot? So whatever. PS5 is, is scheduled right now for holiday release um and there's still you know a lot of rumors of what the price is going to be what it's going to involve and whatnot so it's been it's been basically confirmed that we're getting the backwards compatibility which is awesome finally but what is the price going to be now i saw something online the other day where it's under 400 um which i think would be the right place to put it you know yeah so some places say it's going to be 388, you know, a little bit under. Um, a Danish retailer said it was going to be a thousand dollars. So, and I don't think it's going to be a thousand dollars. It can't be. No one will buy it. If it's four hundred dollars, though, does that change you into buying it? It depends on where we are at that point, man. I mean, if we're still inside, I'm buying it day one. So. Right. Yeah. The fact that it's backwards compatible and if I can bring over my library into that and um, yeah, then I I probably would say I don't really need to hold on to my PS4 right now. (laughs) And I never updated to PS Pro. So neither did I. Yeah. You know, to get that 4K gaming experience, which is crazy. You know, it's like I I want that, too. You know, I've always debated buying a PS4 Pro, and you know, along the way. But once you knew that PS5 was coming, there was no, no point. So exactly, exactly. So yeah, it's awesome. That's it. Uh, next up, more remasters for the Switch, but this time, uh, news has it that they're going to be doing classic Mario's. Uh, so you know, dating back to the first ones, all the way up through, you know, maybe the Super Nintendo. I I don't know how far. 
or what they will be. But um, you know, we're in a what Mario's thirty fifth right now anniversary. So who knows? I would, you know, if they release the original three as you know one pack, I'd buy it. I don't know what I would do for individual games um, unless they're all digital or you know it would have to it would have to be really based on the price and what they do with it you know so um, yeah I think it's a cool idea um, but I just I just want to see what it is you know what it's going to cost you know it's going to be like fifty nine ninety nine <laughs> yeah the, so from what they are rumored it has not come out official it's going to be Super Mario sixty four. Super Mario Sunshine and Super Mario Galaxy. So 64, the GameCube, and then the Wii. Um, yeah. And they'd come out all together in a in a pack. So I want like Super Mario Brothers three. You know what I mean to get like some crazy <laughs> like update. But like they, yeah, that's what I want personally <laughs> those other games though if you give it to me for and they won't they'll release for 60 but for 40 dollars, i'd probably get those i don't own those games you know anymore unless yeah. it's on my emulator so on my switch sure i'd replay those games 100 percent. yeah i love all those games i played them all um but yeah i mean you doing games like mario maker mario u like these games um so why not take that and revamp the old games um i mean i would love to play a remake of two honestly yeah it's just such a it's just such a fever fever dream (laughs) (laughs) i agree (laughs) and i'm shooting dragons yeah yeah it's so it's such a different game it was i don't know i was seems ahead of its time you know at that point in video game. yeah yeah 100%. so yeah um all right so next up uh disney and pixar uh are doing an rpg game called mirrorverse i did not hear about this what is what is this we don't like, know much scale. about it but basically it would be a reimagining of disney and pixar character stories they're going to rework them in a weird backwards sort of way. So, you know, maybe like um, you have to defeat an evil threat, but maybe the evil threat is like the good guys. You know what I mean? Like where you're opposed to like fighting the bad guys in the movies. So we don't know full details yet. It's just something that they're going to be uh, working on and and it's going to be coming out for mobile. Huh. That's neat. Um, So like, classic jrpgs or what when you say rpg for mobile you know what i mean like it's always kind of like i don't know or if it's going to be like galaxy of heroes which they already have a game like that with the disney characters so i don't know you you know chrono trigger in the disney world sure (laughs) i'll take that game i don't know you mean kingdom hearts (laughs) uh no definitely not kingdom hearts that's 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 when you say disney rpg to me that's what i think right yeah touche but i hope it's like turn-based personally oh yeah yeah um next up uh this is some sad news but um sony has delayed indefinitely 
The Last of Us 2. Uh, that was due out, I think, in May. Um, and it sucks, man. Cause, well, maybe. I don't know. I don't know if I could play that kind of game right now. But um, I've been waiting for this game for a long time. And it's kind of sad to know there's no date on it. So what do you think about that? That's curious. You know? Why? <laughs> like, I understand that Sony literally canceled everything pretty much, which is why I don't know if that PS5 date is going to hit correctly, even though it would probably make a ton of money. Like, same thing with this. Why? (laughs) Like, you're a month away. Like, isn't it done? You know? Like, is shouldn't you just be riding the wave? Like, maybe it's still got some, you know, I've heard a lot of these companies are do do last-minute tweaks and stuff like that, but, like, the game is out why are you indefinitely push it to october i don't i don't get it it really makes zero sense to me so i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna just mention kind of what i did did before do you think it's because of the theme of the game oh yeah do you think it's like like, do you think maybe they're like maybe it's a little insensitive maybe people don't want to do this stuff right now because i mentioned like i bought resident evil and it's kind of tough for me to play that game at this point like i want to and it's not like it's like upsetting i just it's kind of an uneasy thing to be like oh yeah there's this virus and it wiped out everything and there's zombies and stuff you know so kind of same thing there yeah because it's just kind of you don't really you don't know the origins of everything in that game like you know it's a spore but you don't know like the cdc was working on a cure for cancer and then it did this you know what i mean like resident evil tells you um i don't know exactly uh maybe it is that that makes the most sense other than putting out a game where everyone's stuck inside it's like they sell a ton you know like like uh animal crossing and doom have sold like disgusting amounts because of the coronavirus so maybe it's just the content right it's weird doesn't make much sense um and also, Sony has delayed the Iron Man VR game, so I don't, I don't really understand these things. So maybe just tweaking. Who knows? Yeah. Um, next up, there's a John Wick game called Hex. It's it's like a chess uh, chess style game. So it's not like we're getting a full John Wick game or anything. But this is actually coming to PS4 on May 5th. Um, I gotta check it out. I didn't really look at anything on it or any trailers, but it's been out, I believe. Um, on, on other platforms. I think we covered it on DFAT, like on the website somewhere. I think I wrote about it. Um, Did you? I think so. But anyway, it, it looked, I don't remember really. I remember like the graphics were really low quality. And they do talk about it in the making of like either John Wick 2 or 3, oh. like the game. There's a whole like behind the scenes of it that you can find out there too. Huh. Um, I'll check I'll, it out I'll, after the show. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take this one real quick. Uh, so Rocksmith has been around since 2011, and every single week, 383 weeks, it has put out new DLC, and it's finally ending this week as the last DLC pack that's come out, huh. which is insanity to me. <laughs> like almost 10 years worth of DLC, um, and they uh, the reason why is because they're going to be working on something else they couldn't say like what it is but yeah it's 1570 songs 
have come out over those 383 weeks. And I just think that's insane to me um, that a company has like, I don't know, that's, it, that's not usually like that. Like, especially a company like Ubisoft, like most of these big companies just release something and then that's it. Whereas like, it's the smaller guys who might still interact with their fans. But like, this is, that's kind of unprecedented. <laughs> so how, like you just got it, right? It's coming in the mail. Yep. So I, got, I mean, stands the hands-on experience with it. How, what is it? They just, they'll just put out new music. How is it set up? Like, is it, it really that difficult of a DLC to do on, on that, on that kind of basis? No, no, no. So it's it, very much like um, Rock Band. I think it's the same people. Okay. So, you know, this week was uh, some metal band, you know what I mean? Or like they'll put out like Stevie Wonder music or Radiohead Pack 2. So it's just, it, that's what it is. Consistent. Well, right. 383 weeks of it. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. <laughs> of new songs. So if you're like, and I looked through some of it just to kind of see, because, you know, my favorite bands are like Radiohead and The Cure. And I was like, holy crap. So if I want to just learn Radiohead and Cure songs, like those are the packs I'll buy because they have them. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. I always was interested in that set. I, I just never pulled the trigger on it. So. Well, it was expensive because like you could buy the yeah. bass one if you didn't have a guitar or you could buy one with a guitar. So, yeah. Um, though... When you, when you look at things, it was actually dirt cheap. Because <laughs> I think it was like $200 and you got a guitar plus the game, which is all lessons, you know, for learning the guitar. When you add all that up, it's probably nothing. But, you know, at the time, 2011, they didn't have as much money as they did 2020. <laughs> right. Awesome. Well, you enjoy that rock out. Um, next up. Uh, some tabletop news. Uh, so Toho and I think Hasbro owns Magic the Gathering. So Toho no, has it's Knights of up. the Knights of the Wizards of the Coast. And who owns Tebow, them? I don't know because that's Dungeons and Dragons. They own. They also make Magic the Gathering. But uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I think it's just Wizards of the Coast. I don't think they're acquisition by Hasbro. Seeing the continued success of Pokemon and Magic the Gathering, the game, the toy giant Hasbro bought Wizards of the Coast in September of 1999 for 325 million dollars. Well, then there you go. (laughs) So, as I was saying, (laughs) that's crazy. It's nuts, right? So that's that's the thing about Hasbro is like they they acquire these things behind the scenes. That's a, the same thing we just talked about, like craft rooms. They pick up these these companies that we don't even know they own them, and it's, it's that's how they build these these huge like behemoth companies and just own everything. And why we can't get Star Wars action figures in the United States other than last year? No, um, we'll talk about that later. Um, yeah. But so Godzilla characters are coming to Magic the Gathering, which is kind of an obscure wacky thing um in the form of alternate art art cards so they're releasing a new um expansion whatever called uh ikoria lair of the behemoths uh so i thought that was kind of cool so godzilla and some of his well weller known uh allies or enemies will be a part of that yeah i did um i did hear about this i thought that was really cool uh 
I don't play Magic the Gathering, but I do love me some Godzilla. So cool for you guys who play the game. <laughs> Enjoy it. Yeah, I've played it once or twice. My nephew taught me it. It's not bad. I mean, I spent a lot of years playing Versus. Um, so yeah. I always did like card games. But just uh, There's just such an investment that I just I don't do it anymore. You know, it's not like not really what I'm into. Um, and then finally, we, we we hyped this up a couple weeks ago, um, but the Mind MGMT Mind Management Kickstarter uh, is successful. Uh, it was successful when I actually pledged. It was over over its over its goal, but they did a lot of cool stretch goals. Um, cost me about just under fifty bucks for the board game. You know, these these board games once they're released, they go up, of course, probably like by another third of the price or double the price. So. Um, and you don't get the cool things you would have gotten through the Kickstarter. So I always, you know, recommend that people do take a look at that, um, follow Kickstarter, and, you know, you never know what you'll find. And with this, uh, Matt Kent, who, you know, was the writer and, and artist on the the comic, um, will be doing art and has has had a hand in making the game. So even better. Yeah, I think the thing about the Kickstarter is that you're not going through a third party. You know what I mean? You're going directly to, for the most part, directly to the um, creator. So, And like you said, you're going to get better incentives on top of it as well if you go that way. So always support that. So good for Matt Kent. Good job. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, why don't you take some Star Wars news? Yeah, so um, this is actually kind of, I don't know if it's troubling or what, but Obi-Wan series is getting a new screenwriter um, for it. Joby Harold will be taking on as the lead writer. Uh, Harold executive produced John Wick 3. Um, apparently he's writing a new Transformers film. I, I, I don't know. You know what I mean? I feel like, didn't this get a different showrunner to this uh, Obi-Wan series? So, no, the showrunner is... The director's still the same as um, what's what's her name from? She wrote one of the Mandalorian episodes, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I I don't know. I just nothing's really started on this show, right? And it's gonna get pushed back anyhow. So maybe they're just maybe somebody's schedule changed. Who knows what happened? You know. Oh wait, so sorry. Yeah, this guy. I apologize. This is the only change. The writer left in January. This person's taking over for that writer. So I apologize. Um, it's all good. Yeah. I guess we got time. <laughs> so. That's that's what I've read online. It's like all these these creators are doing a lot of work from home, you know, and it's, it's a good time to kind of just get away from all the noise of the world and have this opportunity to use, like, get creative. Yeah. Um, so... Who knows? Maybe we'll get some really cool stuff from it. <laughs> exactly. Like someone animating the script that Colin Trevorrow wrote for Rise of Skywalker for some stupid reason, but people don't have anything better to do, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I haven't watched it yet. I tried to watch it last night, but I got interrupted. So I gotta, I'm gotta. i going to watch How it. How long is it? I don't know. Ten minutes, I think it is. Oh, it's not I think it's like hours. ten minutes. No. Okay. <laughs> It's not. We can't just watch that instead of the last or the rise of Skywalker. Yeah, I don't know. Um, speaking of that, 
they they it's still not on the Disney Plus schedule. <laughs> National Yeah, I didn't see it on the Disney Plus release schedule for April. Ah, so we'll see. We'll see. They want to make more money in the in the sales. That 4K just came out last week, so and the 4K box set. I don't know if we talked about it last episode, but that also came out too. So, um, Jamie Lee Curtis is rumored to be cast in Mandalorian season two. So this is just another one of those things because we talked about this last week, right? Where Mandalorian season two is finished filming, but we're just getting like these people, right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. And you know what? It's it's probably similar to a lot of the other cameos in the first season where they're just in an episode. They're a recognizable person, but they want to be in a Star Wars something. So who knows? Um, yeah. And I, you know, at this point, if you say it's already been filmed and it's a rumor, it's probably true. <laughs> so right. she probably is in it. And I love Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, and finally, on um, Star Wars news, High Republic, we got some character names related to the Jedi, at least, uh, the Jedi Knights and Jedi Masters, and we'll be doing a whole new Star Warriors episode uh, about that. So stay tuned for that. It should be coming out in the next couple weeks for all your Star Wars needs. But this is a good time. Um, what time is it, anyway? It's time for the Pursuit of Plastic. All right, Toy Hunters. Um, so this week, you know, it's funny because we're still getting toy news. Toy companies are still shipping. I've had things ship. Um, so the, the supply chain there hasn't been interrupted as bad. But we're probably going to see that slow down, you know, in the next, you know, six months or so. Um, but that's not stopping companies from releasing new pre-orders. Uh, Super 7 included. The, they just concluded recently the Thundercats Ultimates Wave 2, that pre-order, um, which was, you know, a few characters I needed. And then finally in this one, they they put out Wave 3. Um, and so it's great because um, I can get finally get, get Chitara and I can feel like I can stop. Um, and... So I, you know, it's cool because I didn't really think that this this line would ever get finished, and that was kind of sad to me because they're by the four horse, they're sculpted by four horsemen. Um, I think Mattel was doing it at first, and so um, it. I am glad that I can close it out because I did want a, a nice set of this, you know, in the similar in the similar fashion to the. Master Universe classics that are so popular, um, you know, where I pick yeah. and choose from those that I want, and now we can get these. So uh, this time around, like I said, Chitara, uh, uh, Captain Cracker, um, <laughs> which I said, you know, like those weird pirate pirates and stuff that they have on the show. Um, I'm still waiting for that droid bounty hunter thing, um, but uh, Jaga and also um, Slip. I did get Slip as well because I do like the classic villains for those so two figures from this two figures from the last one round me up pretty much unless they do some really unique ones uh in future waves good uh i know you've been talking about this for a while <laughs> like that they haven't uh, 
<laughs> that they haven't uh, been able to finish this. So that's awesome. It's good. It's coming. Yeah. Out. Thank you, Super Seven, for you know making your dreams come true. Yeah, when Mattel couldn't. So thank you. Um, also announced this week, uh, Hasbro Black Series. Uh, they're they're continuing the those popular carbonized figure line. Uh, so we're getting a, a Boba Fett and a Stormtrooper. Both look pretty cool. Uh, they're available on the fan channels, which are making them easier to get than the previous uh, carbonized figures, where they're all kind of retail exclusive. A lot of them were just box stores where you had to go hunt them down physically. And that has become kind of an activity of the past, uh, especially for me, um, where I just don't. The stock of stores is is handled pretty poorly these days. Um, and without a toy store like Toys R Us or, you know, it's it's tough. Uh, so these I like that this exclusives are going on fan channels. Uh, yeah. And they both look cool. I really think that Stormtrooper with its like silver, silver, shiny look is really cool. And the Bubba Fett has really cool, like green chrome look to it. So I got them both. Yeah, I like um, I like both of those, actually. I like the carbonized. I think it's different. You know, it's just whatever. I think because w- when we grew up, like we had those lenticular covers and those covers that were like holograms. And I think it's just kind of translated. It probably if I was a collector now, I probably would never buy them. But for us old school guys, I think it's pretty cool. I, I still pick up comics like that sometimes. If they I do, a- but I'm saying, like, we grew up with that. Right. I don't know right. I would now. <laughs> no. Um, I, I still do. Uh, <laughs> um, other than that, um, this week you shared an article on DFAT uh, that they'll be doing Dom's Charger uh, from the Fast and Furious and Lego, uh, I guess it's a Lego Ideas set. Is that what it is? Uh, I don't think so. I don't. It's they're technic. Cool. Yeah. So um, I thought, you know, if you're a fan of the series and honestly, like I'm not a car guy, like some cars I'm into, like the Scooby-Doo mobile, you know, the the that car, Fast and Furious, um, the one from Supernatural. You know what I mean? The the General Lee. So, like, I guess there are some cinematic cars that I'm into. And so this one, I was like, oh, okay. And it jumps. I think it looks cool. <laughs> how, how are you forgetting your Aston Martin that you... Uh, oh, oh, I know. I guess what I was... Tra- yeah, I lost track of what I was trying to say. They do good cars. That's what I was trying yeah. to say. Lego does amazing uh, cars. Like, that Batman thing is, is too much. It's too crazy, too. So, um, yeah, we're checking out. Where do you think you could find us? Well, if you look hard enough, you can find us on a little website called don'tforgetatowel.com. Okay. Daily sources for all things geekly. Uh, news, reviews, interviews, and more. Even during COVID-19. Uh, we'll just be interviewing ourselves. Well, actually, we, man, I bet you a lot of people are open for interviews now. Chasing those uh, down. They they probably don't have much else to do and want to talk. <laughs> so yes, you are correct with that. Um, For three hour interviews. Um. <laughs> yes, 
look forward to that. And but do actually look forward to um, uh, that Star Warriors coming out if you're a Star Wars fan. So I want to thank you guys for sticking with us and uh, listening to the show and being awesome that way. So this is Casey saying, go read some back issues of some comics. <laughs> That's it. This is Chris. Stay safe out there. We'll see you next time. <laughs>